This is episode number four of the Yellow Sofa Show, Importance of Failing. You're listening to the Yellow Sofa Show. Hey guys, I know it's been a while. Um, I missed uploading on Tuesday for many reasons, but um, I'm back in it, uploading Tuesdays, every Tuesday for the podcast and hopefully every Wednesday for videos. Um, I might just hold that off for a little bit, just until I've got some more people on the show or actually a, a guest, a <laughs> the first guest on the show, that'd be great. Um, so right now I'm still recording on my camera, but I'm keen to now invest some money into better equipment to you know bring you guys more people on the show um, and more stories so it's not just 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 me talking um we get to listen to many different people around australia and melbourne and um their stories and, and how they got to where they are and you know the techniques they use to to go through every day in the best possible way i didn't even mean to rhyme there but that, that was all right um but you can still follow me on social media. Um, Instagram has been been a bit slow for me lately. Haven't been posting much on there, but I'm always I'm always available. Um, if you ever want to contact me, whatever, um, feel free to do that. So, like I said in the last episode, if you do want to support the show, you can head over to my Patreon at uh, www.patreon.com forward slash Kaselka. Now there's three different ways you can support the show. Just head over there and have a look if you're interested. Um, if not, give a like, share the podcast, um, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple uh, Podcasts. It means a lot. Just people see that and they see, oh, I mean, even just two reviews, like, oh, okay. You know, five-star review, two two reviews, five-star review, they and they they're interested. Um, so that means a lot to me. Don't don't be afraid to do that. That'd be great. Um, already got two two reviews on there, which is amazing. Thank you guys so much. And today I want to talk about the importance of failing, because like me, um, you failed in life at things. Um, I I know there's a nicer word for it, like failing's a bit harsh. But I I don't use the word fail um, at all, really. But recently, someone in my life has, has said it in such a way that I should use it. Um, he was just talking about why it's good to fail. I guess you can say, oh, I don't know. Fail isn't a means to an end. Um, you know, it doesn't mean it's all over. It means, you know, you kind of failed at... A certain task but it doesn't mean you stop there um, so maybe there is a nicer word for fail I think my, my dad's <laughs> told me one word and I just I just forgot it so but yes um, I just want to talk about why you need to fail um, why you really need to try and you know you go all in if you overthink a situation um, and you fail then that hurts a lot more than getting your head around the basics of what you need to go into a situation and then failing much quicker, if you know what I mean. So, uh, many occasions in my life, um, from from cooking to relationships to family um, to, to sales to work, whatever it is, to, to photography, um, even recently I, I did a, a photo shoot with a, a violinist, Justin, um, 
I'll leave his Instagram in in the description. And I did a photo shoot with him, and every photo I took, I I absolutely hated, and I didn't really realize until I got home. I looked at the photos, and I was like, "Fuck, I gotta I gotta tell him." So I <laughs> I sent him a message um, to give me a call. So he did, and I was like, "Look, man, um, I'm sorry about the photos. Like he paid me to do this, so." So I'm so sorry about this. Um, it wasn't worth the money you paid me. I'd like to do another shoot for free in the future. Um, and I felt terrible, but I was like, if I send it to him and don't mention it, I look like shit. He probably thinks, oh, this guy thinks he's good or and he's terrible or whatever. So I just thought, let's be honest. I failed and I hate the feeling of what I'm feeling right now related to failing in those photos. So... I'm going to message him, I'm going to tell him that I failed, and then I'll, I'll make up for it. Um, the key word for the, the key word there is the way you feel when you fail. That feeling in your stomach that's, it's, it's almost revolting, it's almost like I, you never want to feel that feeling again. Um, it's almost like a feeling of embarrassment, insecurity, anxiety. It just all wraps up in a little knot into one part of your stomach. Um, and you feel that once and you do not ever want to feel that again in regards to the same kind of situation, person, uh, event. You don't want to make that mistake again. So using that failure, failure you're going to push through much greater next time when you, when you perform because um, you know that if you if you don't, um, you're going to feel that disgusting feeling again. You're going to feel that um, dis-ease and discomfort and anxiety. So failure is massive. Um, and I think we underestimate the power of failing. A lot of people say um, it's a negative thing. I mean, it, it's not. I think if you look at it negative, as if you think of it as in, oh, I suck, I'm terrible, then yeah, it's negative. But if you think of it in a way that I tried and I didn't succeed this time, I'm going to go succeed next time. If you think of it like that, it's much better than saying, you know, I fucking suck. And I think a lot of us are really hard on ourselves. And <laughs> Danica tells it to me all the time. She's like, Kaselka, you're, you're too hard on yourself. Um, Don't be so hard on yourself. Um... I am I'm guilty for in the past just saying oh I suck. But it's good. I don't I don't do it anymore. Um and I obviously don't you know, when instead of saying you suck, I think it's an instant reaction to say, Oh, that didn't work out because of this person or this object or this. Um I know with the camera I was like, Oh, it didn't work out because the camera I mean to a to a certain degree um, the camera I'm using to take photos, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's shit, you know, <laughs> in the world of DSLR cameras and mirrorless cameras, it's, it's pretty terrible, but that's what I have, and I can't blame it on that, because I've taken much better photos on this camera than I did with the three and a half grand camera, um, but, yeah, in some degrees, it was a part of the camera, but it, the camera can't be the the solution to my problem, you know, I'm not going to get a better camera and suddenly it's just every photo is immaculate or every video is immaculate. So you need to kind of establish what 
what will uh, help you in the situation from failing again. Um, and if you do fail again, you you failed again. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you don't have to think of it more than that. You, you just you don't tally it up. You know, oh, that's twice I failed now. Just reset yourself. When you fail, reset yourself. Take with you that feeling of failing and what caused it, and take with that take that with you into the next situation. And don't beat yourself up over it because if you do that and you get into a hole that is just you're buried like 10 meters deep into the ground and you're not even trying to get out you know you're just laying there letting the dirt suffocate you um and people can't reach you when you're that far down uh, no one can the, you know they can they can yell at you they can hug you they can just love you but you're 10 meters below the surface and you're not trying to get out yourself you're, you're staying there so don't think of failure as a negative thing doesn't mean it's the end um i think it's interesting how much we blame ourselves or others when there doesn't need to like there's no reason for a blame there's reasons for why things happen but you can't you can't put the blame on anything really you have to understand that it's happened because it's happened it's happened because you need to learn that um and it's going to happen again until you learn it and it's it's simple like that it sucks but it's simple um like at this job i'm at, at the moment i was closing some um some deals all day over the phone and then my last call before i uh, finished work I looked at my boss, I was like, yeah, I got this one, got this one. I called the guy up and he was probably the most, um, he, he was the most difficult person to talk to. Um, so he was fighting for authority over the phone when it was just simply booking an appointment. <laughs> um, it was crazy. So, and I failed. I didn't close that deal and and that deal's gone now. Like it wasn't, it's not even obtainable anymore. It's gone. But I looked at it as a, as a, as a good thing. Um, I remember I put down my phone and my boss was just looking at me waiting for me to say, you know, oh shit, like, oh fuck, I'm so shit. And I was like, I stood up, put my jacket on and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I learned my lesson. And I was like, see you tomorrow. So I come back tomorrow and um, I do better. I realize what I need to do in those situations. Um, you know, I, I analyze what happened. And the funny thing is what happened is I didn't stay on track. Like, um, with anything in life, in your job, you have a task to do and you have a certain order to do it. Um, I learned that through chefing. You have your, your daily prep list, what you need to prepare for dinner service or lunch service, and you have it in such an order that it's efficient and it's going to work best for you and the most effective. And it's the same with, with any job. You always have a to-do list and you've you got to follow it from A to B. You can't go A, C, F, B. Um, you mix yourself up. Suddenly you don't know how to say the alphabet. But uh, if you follow it from 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and you don't twist it all up, you're going to perform the best that you can and the best that you could possibly get out of that situation because you prioritize your task and you stuck to your prioritizing prioritization that's funny um 
but that, that's that's like everything um you know you don't get up in the morning and uh, i don't know <laughs> i mean some people put their socks on first when they get dressed um I find that weird. I don't put my socks on first. I mean, if I did, I would be pretty confused. I'd probably have a rough day because I didn't realize what happened. But um, like I like to say, it's a magic spell. Um, and it's cool because my boss that I just met, he also says, like, it's a magic spell. So the the script that I have, um, even for this podcast, the, the to-do list you have for work, the to-do list you have for your homework, if you don't follow it and organize it in the most efficient way, I promise you, you're not going to succeed the best that you can if it was prioritized properly, efficiently, and effective. So, and that's, it's a lesson and a practice that's going to stick with you for life and through all areas of your life. Um, if you learn to prioritize and be consistent and thorough throughout that task and that project, that assignment, that work day. If you do that every day, your tasks can change every day. Maybe they don't, that's okay. Maybe you're fine with that. Um, but as long as you perfect the A to B, top to bottom, and you do it in the order that's effective, I promise you that suddenly your life is just gonna prioritize itself in such a way that it's it's fluent and it's flowing and it's almost too easy um things come to you and you can't even you can't even be surprised about it because suddenly your mind already knows that yeah i knew this was going to happen and that's something i also want to touch on today just really briefly because the next episode is going to be about it um but the law of attraction or uh quantum law of physics i think we can call that as well but the law of attraction and this happens when you fail, truly. Um, you fail and you're failing because you've either made the mistake in the past or it's the first time you've made that mistake and you need to learn from it. You have to learn from it in order to overcome that situation. And I want to talk about the feelings that are revolved around failing, like I said before, the discomfort. Um, and what I'm going to say is if you continuously fuck up when you know the answer, but you're kind of too um, scared because you're afraid of the outcome again, but yet you stick to the same outcome or same situation and same prioritizing and same performance method, that is the definition of insanity. Uh, to do the same thing repeatedly and expect a different outcome, a different result. And to be sane is realizing that you've been doing something repeatedly and it's becoming, um, it should, you should be becoming aware of it consciously. And if you're not, your subconscious turns it into fear. Fear is such a strong word and fear comes when either repeated things are happening um, and you're not breaking free of it or from or something like post um, post-traumatic stress um, anything like that fear is now a thing of your life and it revolves around a certain 
aspect of your life, certain events, and it can be triggered through emotions, through visuals, just through every sensory experience possible, it can be triggered. Now to break free from that fear, you have to be sane. Or you have to be insane about being sane, I guess. (laughs) You have to repeat um, the practice of being conscious about the mistakes you make. And I use the word conscious a lot, and it's probably the biggest word in my life. Um, in my life, not on my life. It's the biggest word in my life because I just want to be as conscious as I possibly can. Um, I want to understand, you know, all situations and be open-minded. And to do that, you've got to be conscious. And when it comes to failing, you have to be conscious of it. Most of us want to, you know, hide away under our blankets when we feel the fear most of us want to hide under our blankets when we feel fear um and that happens through failing it happens to me all the time you know i fail and i think fuck i don't want to do that again because that hurt so much that was scary um that was that was a bad you know bad feeling um but look if you don't overcome that then suddenly you're going to be fearing for the rest of your life about that one thing And I've only recently broke free from fears that I had since I was, I don't know, since I was old enough to remember things um, to this age. And that's only in the recent past, in in recent few months that I broke free of that fear and also broke free of fear that came from me. um, Well, that was, it, it happened and formed when I was, I don't know, 17, 17 and 18, I think. Oh yeah, 16, 17, 18. So a lot of fears happened then. Um, A lot of, I can't say bad things because it wasn't bad, like it meant to happen. Um, It made me who I am, but a lot of problems happened. And I like problems because problems aren't really a problem if you don't react to it. They're only a problem when you react to it. And I think Susie said that... um, for S&B Wellness on Insta. Um, I think Susie said that. and But I read it somewhere. Oh, I've got to put my phone on silent. Sorry. Yeah, so the, the problem is never a problem if you don't react to it. Um, and I like to make it clear that reacting is different to being aware um and conscious conscious and reacting is yeah it's two separate things and the conscious is the positive of this side the reaction is the negative um in relation to events and emotions you can't say the same thing for fucking tennis and football and nrl whatever and hockey you can't say reactions are bad because that's the best part that, that that's what makes you a great player um but reactions in regards to emotions um negative emotions specifically that's a bad thing um because a problem's not a problem unless you put a reaction behind it unless you plug (laughs) your phone into the wall it won't charge and you're giving that reaction power by reacting to it if you know what i mean you're giving sorry you're giving that problem power by reacting to it you're you're charging the phone through your reactions so that's I use reactions in regards to negative things like 
trauma, like uh, abuse, whether it's physical or mental, um, if you react to that in a negative way, like, which we all do, it's, it's in our nature. Um, I like the, I like the thing that kind of is stapled into a lot of people's heads that humans are at the top of the food chain when we're not, um, naturally we're not. I mean, at the moment we are because we have machinery and we have technology that, um, 90% of us don't understand yet. We like to claim it as, um, ours to be the top of the food chain. So it's our nature to fear and to be scared and to run the fuck away and, and hide in our caves like, like our ancestors did, literally. Um, what, we used to be afraid of cows when we first saw them. Um, it's crazy. And to this day, if you try to take on a cow with your fist, mate, that cow's going to stamp, stamp on you. Like, it's, it's going to win. We're not top of the food chain. And because of this, we have confused ourselves. We think, you know, we've got to be manly, got to be womanly. We've got to have the courage to, um, you know, not let anything hurt us, which is good. But then we still resort back to our natural instincts, which is fear. Um, and fear is good. Fear is bad. Fear has two opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, but like I said, fear is great if you are conscious of the fear. Fear is bad if you react to the fear. Problems are great if you are conscious to the problems and reactions are great if you are conscious to your reactions. Um, if you aren't conscious and you aren't thinking about changing them or working on changing them, then those reactions are going to become your mind and your mind matter will become blackness, just total darkness. Um, and that's not even a word of a lie that that is the <laughs> the chemical reaction that happens over time um, through insanity through the repetition of uh, events and emotions and allowing certain things to become a part of you let's say um, look I'm going to use an example of mine um, I used to I was in, I was in school um, so in school I, I didn't like going to school I think I may like it now um I'm a totally different person I didn't I didn't kind of understand school I still don't like the education system it's so outdated it's ridiculous how we expect you know the world to evolved evolve properly and have the generations come up um understanding the modern world when we teach in the same outdated system but we fill in with like computers instead. Like, oh, that's made a fucking massive difference, doesn't it? It doesn't. But anyways, I didn't enjoy school. Um, strongly disliked, even hated school. There was there was one teacher I liked throughout my whole school history, um, and yeah, I hated school. I did everything I possibly could to get out of school, to not go to school. Um, and eventually I was, I think it was 15 or 16 when I left school and started working at KFC. Brilliant. Totally gross. But I hated school and I hated it because of the fear that came with it. Um, teachers didn't like me because I think my, my older brother was a bit of a twat in class. Um, I don't know, he was, he was the funny guy in class and teachers decided they hate me because 
they think I'm going to be all funny and twatty and I was like no that's not me but eventually I turned into that because I was like fuck you guys if you want to keep doing that I'll do it but it's a bad reaction I was reacting to the problem um but I didn't like school because of the teachers the outdated system the the displacement I, f- I felt constantly I always felt like I was behind um and t- at least like today I feel like I'm ahead which is totally weird like I know friends who finished um, year 12 or in university and at this point i more educated in um, things in subjects in I don't know certain things I feel more educated in and it's interesting to know that because I left in year 10 and I probably didn't learn a single thing in the school system from year 10 till the start of this year so that's that's five years <laughs> Yeah, that's nearly five years for me. Oh my gosh, yeah, four and a half years. Um, I hadn't looked up anything. Like, I haven't tried to learn English. I was writing a lot, but I didn't, I didn't care about my spelling. And Danica will know that because every time I post something, she's like, spelling error. Um, but for some reason, I, like, I sucked at maths. Like, I never even passed a 50% mark at maths. I was so bad and now I'm <laughs> working in a job where my well, I'm, I'm a logistics coordinator and my job all day is a, a lot of it is revolved around numbers just numbers everywhere listen it was, it was just crazy to know that I sucked at maths I absolutely sucked and I hated it and you know what I hated it because of the teacher the teacher I had was a 70 year old man if anyone is listening to this from Kaima High School you understand his his name was Mr. Gray and he was so fucking mean like he was the meanest person ever to walk the fucking earth ancient dinosaur honestly um there wasn't a nice bone in his body so he he completely ruined my school years. I think my dad, <laughs> my dad will know this too. Um, yeah, Mr. Gray, absolute absolute dick that guy. Um, yeah, he made me resent maths because every every time I think of math, I think of Mr. Gray. But then that helps me because I think of it consciously. I think I hated math so much because of this one person, and. If he was here, I'd like to say how much I've changed from that and how much I actually enjoy math because I now think of it in a way that he pushed me up because I wanted to be apart from him and away from him so badly. I've done that and it's now like math is so much part of my life and I really enjoy it. And it's just nice to know that it came from a place of um, total fucking darkness. <laughs> um, even my math teacher in... In primary school, she was she was terrible. I think she threw my brother's desk out the window one day. She's crazy, crazy. Um, school system, guys, let let's fucking fix it. Like I tell you what, I'll be. I want to have enough money to start my own bloody school, <laughs> to for my kids because they're not going to any public school. Um, it's so outdated. Anyways, and I get this all revolves around failing um i'm here now talking to you guys because i failed and i failed this week and i'm not beating myself up i'm saying that i failed this week because i didn't post on the day that i said and on tuesday i was so fucking tired i was like oh no i can't do it i can't sit in front of a camera i can't talk 
I just can't do it today. Um, and I didn't. And then Wednesday, I couldn't do it, can't do it. And I've had three, four people message me um, saying, you know, where the podcast. And I was like, oh, people actually listen. Cool. <laughs> but it's not just that. I love doing them. I love listening back to it and go, oh, yeah, good good lesson. I forgot about that. Like it, the first podcast I put out um, about if Instagram is ruining the photography community. I listened to it the other day and I was like, oh, yeah, good facts. Totally forgot them. But I like it. It's it's for me. It's for sharing. It's mainly because I just kind of want to help everyone else through their life. I want them to be aware of mistakes that I've made and other people have made. And I want them to divert their way around it, but still understand the consequences of it. So they still understand what impacts it will have on their life. But you don't have to fucking go through it, you know? Like, you don't have to go through it. And... I'm going to talk about Tony Robbins so much because I love the man, but he he talks about his, his biggest inspiration, um, and I don't know if that's because it's mine as well, like that I like him so much, but my biggest inspiration has been to help people. No matter what job, I have to help people. I have to make people happy, um, and if I don't, like I don't want to fucking do my job because that's not my job. My job is to make people happy and help people. That's it. However I do that, I don't know, it's in different ways all the time, but I just it's a part of my life every day, I just want to help someone. Um, like I'll go for a run, and I'll see and a piece of rubbish, and I'm like, yeah, I'll pick this up. I guess it's kind of helped the environment, helped maybe one little tortoise from dying earlier, which is sad. Um, but I like to help people, and... It was weird, like for me, I had to go through it all, and I'm still going through it, but I had to go through so many things that people don't go through until they're like 30 or 40, and I went through it um, within five years, or probably six years, all compacted into this fucking garbage pile. That was me, that was my life, that's every situation I had has just, I like to... Everything, everything that happened negative, I like to really fucking think about it back then, like when it happened, um, I was dating this girl. She was, um, she was horrible. Like she was so manipulative. It was, it was, it was saddening. But um, and like she really fucked my brain. Like <laughs> really fucked my brain. I think I was with her for two years. Um, I can't even remember that two years of my life. Literally, it was that black and darkness. It was just terrible. Um, but. To me, it felt like a 20, 30-year 30 um, 30 marriage that ended um, in disaster. And it felt great because I was like, yay, now I know what you know what kind of person I want to be with for the rest of my life. And it's just fucking nice. Now I've just been with Janika. It's like the only arguments we ever have is like the smallest argument over like the cat poo on the fucking shower. Oh, my God, it's so gross. Because we have kitties still, they're still like, oh, I don't feel like pooping here, so I'm just going to poop there. And you're like, yeah, okay, cool. And they just poop wherever they want sometimes. It's like, why the fuck you do that? But I go so far off topic. <laughs> but now I'm I'm with someone that, like, we don't, yeah, it's so rare for us to fight. And it's not even a fight, it's as tiny as bigger. Like, yeah, like this morning um, I had to vacuum like kitty litter because they just like to throw it everywhere after they pee in it. They're like, oh, I'm just going to peg it on the wall, throw it across the fucking room. So they do that and we have to vacuum it 
quite often, like daily. Um, and if we don't do it daily, it's pretty rank. And we like to have a clean house. So I was doing that, and then I came into the kitchen to get a tea that Danica made for me. We got chai tea. Ooh, so exciting. That's what you get for working hard, guys. You get chai tea. Little things in life. But I came in the kitchen, and had my chai tea, and um, a plant that's usually on the windowsill, all the soil had fallen off onto the fucking kitchen floor, and I just finished vacuuming, and I was like... And that was a little bicker because I was like, fuck this. And I, I didn't even say anything, actually. I think I just walked to the room and, like, laid down in the bed for, like, not even two minutes and stood back up. And I was like, okay, I'm happy now. <laughs> but that's that's our that's our arguments, if you will, um, in our relationship. And we've been together almost every single day for almost a year. And, yeah, that's, that's our arguments. They're, they're nothing. They're not even arguments. It's great. Little bickers. Um... And I wouldn't have learnt that. And Danica wouldn't have learned that if she didn't deal with um, her past relationships and I didn't deal with my past relationships, which for both of us were fucking dreadful. And we learnt so much in such a short amount of time, which is amazing. And I like that. Like, if you're going to learn something, fucking learn it quick. You know, really feel the pain of it really fucking quickly and in a short amount of time so then you don't have to drag it on with you and you don't have to deal with it again but you've got to smash your way out of that 10 meters below the ground like we have been in money struggle kind of yeah since Danica and I met we've been in money struggle and it's been a fucking terrible thing like it's just been this dark cloud but like we find the light every day through it we're like fuck it it's just money at the end of the day it's an object an inanimate object that we put thought and feeling as emotions towards it doesn't mean shit doesn't mean jack shit if you don't put anything towards it so that's what i like about money it's literally a piece of paper um that's it guys it's a piece of paper it's used for trading things instead of trading um the object itself if you know what i mean go through it more one day but money is yeah it's inanimate and it doesn't matter at all it's a figure of our emotion it's just like it's nothing it's fairy dust <laughs> with the wall street it's fairy dust anyways um and that stuck with us for a while like i want to go get a coffee and i had two dollars in my bank account i was like oh i'm not getting a coffee um but now, like, I've been fortunate enough to just in time, literally just in time to score a job that um, definitely has us safe financially and comfortably, um, which is amazing. Like, fucking manifested for it and continue to manifest beyond what I have already, which is great. Um, but I wouldn't be there and I wouldn't be at this job if I didn't fail with money, you know, if I didn't really fucking feel it. And, like, I'm only 19, but... I've really, I push myself to the extreme when it comes to problems. If I feel a problem, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to feel it. Like, I'm going to really make sure I hit the whole boundaries and depth of this problem and feel uh, how shit it feels so then I'm never going to fucking experience it again. And I'm going to make sure that no one else around me and no one else that I know feels it again. And that's what this podcast is about too. Um, I know at the start it was kind of like the creators, um, whatever it was. But like I'm starting to find myself through it. So hopefully soon it's going to become something that is 
somewhat easy to explain. You're completely easy to explain. I want to be able to explain the podcast in a sentence. And for me, that's a that's a tough fucking that's a tough problem. That's like a Rubik's cube for me to explain something in a sentence. Um, but I think I eventually just want the podcast to be about you know health, happiness, and um, fulfillment. I guess health, happiness, fulfillment. I don't know. Maybe that. But I want it to be so diverse but be able to be understood within a sentence. Like I want the 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 podcast to be diverse. I want it to be, you know, from understanding neuro-linguistic programming to cognitive, um, sorry, cognitive psychology to simple daily tasks and emotions and prioritizing and health and fitness i want it to be diverse i want it just to be a podcast where you can listen in and fucking learn something that is valuable um so i think that's the best thing best thing in life to have a source where you learn valuable things that will stick with you through life and have a dramatic positive impact on your life now that's what i want the podcast to be about so to kind of wrap up this uh episode about (laughs) failure um and why it's so important is i don't know i think i'm going to say that you need to fail to feel the emotions that come with failing in order to not do it again or to reduce um your risk of doing it again and that's about it um yep failure failure is not negative unless you put a negative reaction behind it so be conscious of your fails um, be conscious of where you fail and how you fail. Be, co- be conscious of how you can not fail in that certain um, aspect again in your life. All right, guys, um, that's it for me today. Going to keep these episodes nice and short for you, so it's just all right. Good timing for a commute. Um, if I'm going to leave something with you today, I kind of just I recommend you. Do some journaling. Just just today, right now, after this podcast, if you have some time. But today, make some time to kind of write about your biggest failure in life that you still repeatedly have, whether it's in relationships or reactions, in anger or whatever it is. Write about it. And if you feel that it brings you fear and anxiety, fucking do whatever you can to go out there and make that non-exist anymore. Make that fear and failure a thing of your past and forever in your past for as long as you can handle that. I want you to do that today. So journal about that, um, conquer it, and continue to do that as much as you can. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. I'll catch you next time, next Tuesday, I promise, on the Yellow Sofa Show. Yeah.